the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black in your money. Show dedicated to getting your retirement. Show dedicated, hopefully, to make retirement as smooth as possible. So you can retire kind of in comfort, kind of golden years. Enjoy them. Not like the Golden Girls did, but like the way you envision them. Doing a big event coming up on February 9th. Thursday event, Retirement Income Strategies and Event Planning Seminar from 11 to 1 at the Double Tree by Hilton Berkeley Marina Hotel. I like this hotel. Very scenic, very nice. It's a $25 event. You can get in for free with the code RETIRE123. You can learn more about the event at Rob Black Show. It's robblackshow.com. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you today? Good. I think we should be more secret with our secret code next time. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we're kind of rewarding radio listeners as we're starting to distribute the show elsewhere outside of the Bay Area and in different platforms. So I think that's a courtesy that we've uh, uh, come to acknowledge that the Bay Area has been very, very good to us. Now, let's talk about the markets. And you're going to be speaking at this event. And I think one of the things that's toughest to do is taking a decision. A lot of opportunities are created but to take a decision. And one of the tougher things to do is rebalancing. It's clear the market's charged ahead, expecting tax reform. A lot of people may be sitting in a position right now where they can't really handle you know, volatility going forward because it's tough to take that decision. You know, What if I sell one day too early? What if I buy one day too early? Or even worse, how do you start this whole process? Well, the first thing that you have to do is review your lineup. Um, so most people, the majority of their assets are in their 401ks, IRAs, and Roths. So review what you're investing in, and that even comes down to index funds versus ETFs. A lot of companies like Vanguard and Fidelity have cut fees in their index funds. So what are you sitting in right now? I mean, that's the first thing you have to do is if you're in managed funds for large cap and mid cap, there's a 90% probability they're underperforming the index. So that's maybe the first step is to switch the managers there potentially. Um, 
But so you got to review what you're investing in, especially bonds and then also sectors. So some people think they're diversified because they own a lot of stuff, but they're all in, say, last year, biotech or healthcare. And then you have to review your investment policy. And if you don't have one, you need to get one. And this is basically your own family's pie chart, um, how much you should have in each asset class, not just stocks and bonds, but within stocks, large cap, mid cap, international. And when do you rebalance? And you should let some sort of drift occur um, where if you start off and your goal is 20% large cap, or something like that. I mean, that's not a recommendation, but that's just an example. And it changes by more than 10%. So if the 20% becomes 23%, that's that's too much. you got to trim that extra 3% off and put it into an area of the portfolio that hasn't done as well. So that forces you to buy, uh, to sell high and buy low. So once you review your investment policy and you get one, then you'd have to realize, okay, how do you react to a correction? Back in January... February kind of time frame. Did you get really scared or did you look for cash underneath your mattress to go out and try to find more stocks to buy or more you know, ETFs or index funds to buy? Um, so how do you react to your correction? Uh, because if, if that scared you, then maybe you're too aggressively positioned right now. Um, also review your retirement timeline because it really changes. I mean, with your, there's a 10-year mark and a five-year mark from retirement where how you rebalance should drastically change. Um, review your tax situation. Is there anything in your taxable accounts that's causing too much of a tax hit? Like if you own real estate investment trusts or corporate bonds in your taxable account, you need to change it. And then there's two ways to do it, Rob. You can rebalance using contributions to your 401k, or you can rebalance by actually making trades. Okay. I'm kind of getting on that idea. Did you know you were just talking about a mattress? (laughs) <laughs> that <clears throat> no you're gonna like this police found 20 million hidden under a mattress in boston this is one of the stories what? out there serious? today yeah yeah prosecutors on thursday announced they found 20 million found under a mattress in a massachusetts apartment that had been seized after a brazilian man was arrested for laundering money so always uh well, i guess when you're visiting a friend's house go to the restroom look under their mattress so it just wasn't in looney tunes cartoons growing up people actually do that <laughs> Um, I think if you're laundry and money, so is the <laughs> is the key thought. So let's talk about who should rebalance by altering contributions. I don't want to run out of time. Yeah. So um, so contributions. You you have two levels of of you know kind of risk and in, in investments. You have stocks versus bonds, but then you have asset classes underneath your stocks um, or types like large cap, mid cap, small cap, international emerging markets. So. Maybe your stock versus bond allocation is correct, but you're lacking within an asset class. Like you've enjoyed the run-up in large caps for the last five years, and you're missing out on small and mid. Well, if you're in your 20s to 40s, and you're mostly in stocks anyways, just start funneling your contributions towards that area in your 401k until it gets to the right level. Because you know, you and I, we can't tell people 100% whether or not large caps are going to outperform mid cap or small cap. And honestly, a large cap fund or index fund tends to hold some mid cap stocks and some mid cap you know, index funds hold some small stocks. So funnel your contributions when you're in your, ten, your 20s and 40s. But when you're 10 years from retirement, that's when it can drastically change because then you also have to start coming up with a goal. How am I going to get three years worth of expenses and cash socked away somewhere somewhere? 
inside my 401k, my Roth, or my taxable account. So you have to alter your plan to come up with that goal as well. All good stuff, and you're going to be expanding on these types of ideas at our big event coming up on the 9th of February. It's a lunch event where we'll pay for lunch. You can learn more by going to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Uh, entry code for free, retire123. Now, who should rebalance by major trades? It's kind of a aggressive thought. Yeah. I mean, if you're five years or less from retirement and you've jo- enjoyed one of the largest bull runs um, since 2009 that we've had without a major correction, uh, and you are 100% in stocks, and that's really not correct for your risk tolerance, and you don't have those three years worth of portfolio draws in cash, you should get on that right now. Um, or if you're drastically overweight in one sector, we see this not as much as we used to, but you know, people in tech then only invest in tech, so they work for a tech company, they get their paycheck from a tech company, and inside their 401k, all they're investing in is a technology fund. Um, so if you're overweight in one sector, or if those people that are out there are very conservative and you're been investing only in kind of long-term government bond fund inside your 401k, 403b, 457. Um, it was a tough quarter for you in the fourth quarter of 2017-16, and, and some of those quarters could be tough going forward, and you need to really review your bond choices. Good stuff. Now, finally, what can a short-term bond or cash alternative in a 401k look like? We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're sitting way overweight in a long-term bond fund, we don't know exactly what policies are going to come out of the administration yet, and, but we do know that interest rates seem to be pushing higher, and that's not good for long-term bonds. So you can look for stable value choices or intermediate or short-term bond funds. If they don't have that in your 401k, they don't have a stable value, then you can open up a brokerage link account sometimes at Fidelity or Schwab through the 401k and then have a larger mix, including the ability to get it CDs, DIC-insured CDs if you need to. I listened to your show yesterday, and I learned that you like to eat McDonald's on road trips. And much, much maybe, more maybe you can twice. find. <laughs> maybe twice a year. That's kind of like my love life. Um, you can also find Chad from 2 to 3, 2 to 3 Monday and Tuesdays here on AM 1220 KDOW. His website's newfocusfinancial.com. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, February 9th in Berkeley. Free entry code is retire123. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. <laughs> That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. News can be dizzying at times. It's important to have a strategy. You were... If you were to open up the Wall Street Journal today, turn on CNBC, you might see headlines like... um, Law schools that offer you the best bang for your buck. Um, and you're thinking about, okay, should I go to law school for the next three years, kind of eat up part of the next president's term? Some people do that. When the economy is tough or we're in a recession, they're like, let's go back to school. 
you could see a headline that says something along the lines of young homebuyers get no help from one of Trump's swift first moves. And, yeah, some of the things tied towards uh, helping people have already been eliminated. And it's typical. It's kind of the norm when one power comes in and the other one goes out. They kind of reverse each other's easy things to reverse. And some of them is foreign funding. Some of them are things tied towards things like mortgages. Mexico's Jose Cuervo is planning a February IPO. Now, that is one of the ones you're like, okay. I bet we're going to be drinking a lot in the next four years. Or I bet we're going to... Jose Cuervo was around when I was a little boy. Jose Cuervo will be around when I'm a big boy. Jose Cuervo will be around when I have a little boy. So there's some thoughts like that when it comes to investing. Jose Cuervo, the world's biggest tequila producer, it's planning an IPO. Now, one of the things I like to try to do is to get you to say, uh, become more comfortable with investing. And one of the things you could do for your, if you've got a kid, is you can go and buy just a couple few shares of a Disney stock. I own shares of Disney. Because it's easy to explain to a child. Um, you don't have to make all the money in the world. I think historically you've done pretty well. But maybe you want to buy Mattel or Electronic Arts or Microsoft because they've got the Xbox. Notice a lot of the things that I spewed out there are tied towards video games. Sorry if that makes you a little uncomfortable, but it's true. Um, that's what kids kind of are enamored with. Um, and as an adult, if you want to, you know, show and kind of learn slowly on how to pick a stock, maybe it is a Jose Cuervo or a Budweiser. Maybe it is some sort of, uh, you know, fun stock that is, you know, hey, I really like that Tesla, so I'm going to buy shares of Tesla. I don't think you have to always be right, but you do have to have a low-cost plan to accumulate wealth from age 20 to 60. Now, let's just say, you know, for fun's sake, maybe we look at this Jose Cuervo IPO as, well, Rob, I've heard that you say every Christmas you go out and gamble. You go to an Indian casino or something along those lines. That's kind of true, kind of false. I'm kind of embellishing a bit, but it's kind of a nice way to end a holiday day meet friends who all want to get out of the house kind of thing. Um, maybe I don't do that this year. Maybe it's my, my play money, because that's what gambling is. It's play money. Maybe uh, Scratchers is play money. And that that's what always kills me when I see people use Scratchers um, or buy Scratchers at the grocery store. I'm like, to them, it's not play money usually, but it should be. <clears throat> but it's not always. So... Anyway, I think you get where I'm trying to go with that. So some other top stories and business ideas out there today. Bill Gates, they're saying, could become the first trillionaire. Now, go write that down on paper, and it's kind of fun. Now, of course, you're probably not going to get there, but he did. So lightning struck at least once in our lifetime for creating a trillionaire. Um, According to some research... If you take a look at how wealthy investors do versus non-wealthy investors, wealthy investors do a little bit better. Um, Now, it could take almost 25 years for Gates to get there. And he would be 86 years old. When Gates left Microsoft in 2006, his net worth was about $50 billion. So by 2016, 10 years later, it was $25 billion. Despite his amazing, commendable ways that he gives it away through his foundation. The charitable work that he does through his personal foundation, uh, the giving pledge as well, 
uh, a commitment from some of the richest individuals in the world to give away more than half their wealth. Um, he's averaged 11% a year since 2009. So, and if he keeps doing that, like I said, he'll become the first world's trillionaire. I think that's worthy of note. Hey, the IRS season has started. I think that's, uh, mark your calendars. You know, you're on the clock, so to speak. Oh, for the record, I hear the next big women's march is going to be on April 15th. Mark your calendars. Um, you want to get an appointment if you need to talk to someone at the IRS. You're not going to show up in an IRS office and get any help this season without appointments. It's all you need an appointment. You can schedule a time to get help by calling 844-545-5630. It's 844-545-5630. Or just Google setting an appointment with the IRS. Um, and it's kind of like the DMV, if that gives you a good idea. You want to, you know, beware that there's a new hurdle if you've used a special individual taxpayer identification number. Some tax filers will be unable to file their federal tax returns if they do not update that number. So if that number has not been used in the past few years, that number will no longer work. Um... And because they've been hacked, they're kind of updating their security. Now, something that I do, and this is kind of goofy about me, is every three months I change all my passwords. Um, and I know you're saying, that's aggressive. Yes, it is. There's also great password managers out there. But if the IRS can get hacked, I kind of assume that my information is free game. Some struggling families are going to face delays uh, for their tax refunds. Now, the nice thing is, is the IRS gives a link called Where's My Refund, where you can find out when's it coming. Um, a lot of people look at their refund as, woohoo, that's my gambling money or my scratcher money or whatever it is, and it's not. It's part of your earned income that you overpaid tax on, and I would save that money, but I understand people who need it. I get it. I get the psychology. I get both sides. I don't like it, but I get it. Um, you want to avoid any any sort of advertisement tied towards, and you, you'll probably vaguely hear these today. Now, the quick cash on tax refunds. Hey, do you need money from your tax return? Call us. We'll give you cash today. And it sounds great where you get an express refund advance. Sometimes it's a loan, you know, up to X amount of dollars. And I'd just be very careful because when you read the details, you tend to find out that they're very high-cost products. You want to take a close look at your W-2 form. Um, make sure that there's no mistakes. One of the reasons you get audited is your company does a typo. Um, my company one year actually deleted me from paying federal taxes. And if I didn't catch that on my paycheck, oh, man kind of thing. So we'll talk markets. We'll talk market strategy coming up. We'll talk Trump for sure. Don't be shy. You can find me online at 800-516-1220 or Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up on the 9th of February. You can sign up today at robblackshow.com. Free pass is Retire123.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, I don't know what makes me happier. The fact that Jose Cuervo is coming IPO. The fact that Chuck E. Cheese is coming IPO. Or the fact that I got Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com to chat with for the next 12 minutes about the markets and Trump. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well, thanks. So, there's a little bit of everything in the IPO markets. Are there not, or is there not? Oh, yeah. You know, if there's, uh, you know growth opportunities to be had and, uh, and you know, and the right uh, financials in place, then, you know, just about any, any company can find its way to the, to the uh, capital markets here. And, and uh, I like your intro because that's quite the, uh, quite the extreme between Chuck E. Cheese and uh, Jose Cuervo. But um, there's always, uh, always opportunity. What I was trying to talk earlier before you came on in the first half of the hour of the show is I brought up those two IPOs. And I said, if you've got a kid, maybe you get him some shares of Chuck E. G's, maybe get him shares of Disney, and you start him young. But then again, if you have a friend who's not investing, like I've got a deadbeat friend, maybe get him shares of Jose Cuervo for Christmas. And you kind of get him like, motivated to start seeing that it's kind of a fun world. Um, it's not the, you know, the quant economic data hardcore uh, business world that you're not allowed to get within 10 feet of that we thought of when we were 10 years old. It's, it's kind of it's, it's engaging, I think. Right. Well, I guess that's right out of the Peter Lynch uh, mode of thinking, too. Um, you know, you buy the stocks and the companies that you know um, and know know well just from your own experiences with them, which is why, you know, stocks like Coca-Cola and Procter & Gamble and uh, Disney are, are widely held stocks uh, within the retail investor base. And, and obviously, you know, um, holding them over a longer period of time has, has worked out, you know, pretty good, all things considered. So, um, you know, but to your point, if, if you have sort of a disenfranchised uh, individual as it relates to the, to the equity market, you know, something enticing like, you know, a Jose Cuervo type IPO could be just enough to kind of whet their appetite, no pun intended, um, to, uh, to get a little bit more interested in what takes place within the capital markets and, um, and to eventually, you know, hopefully see how... Um, how disciplined investing and uh, and patience uh, does pay off uh, relative to the returns they might get, uh, you know, holding money in a really low-yielding uh, savings account for an extremely long period of time. So moving back into your world, thank you for indulging mine, uh, where it's a little bit more of a populist approach. You've got a little <laughs> bit more of a uh, strategist approach. Um, a lot of that populism have, we, these days, right? <laughs> there's a lot of populism, I and mean, you got where I was going with that. Um, yeah. We have a populist president, and, uh, the UK's got a populist leader, uh, Germany's going to be up for election. There's a lot going on. I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a little bit more tense with the world news, a little bit more tense with our presidential news. Um, I'm not going to say it's not fun. I'm just getting tense. Like, I saw the FCC thing this morning, and I was like, ooh, that's probably not good for Netflix. Now, I'm not going to jump to conclusions, because sometimes there's what happens, what you think might happen, what actually does happen. And But I'm kind of feeling a little tense out there. Are you sensing that, or are you with me? Uh, I, I think I feel more, as a market analyst, feel a little more frustrated than, than tense necessarily because, okay. uh, you know, we're just watching a market pretty much go sideways. And um, and, and I, I have to say, you know, that's 
that's understandable given the move we saw, uh, you know, coming out of that election. Obviously, it was a huge rally for the major indices and, and a really impressive move. Uh, and now we're, you're kind of in that mode of like, okay, well, it's, you know, reality is here. And all of the hope and optimism that was embedded in that rally, it's, it's time for, for the incoming administration or the new administration to, to match that hype. And there's just nothing that we know yet. Right? There's a lot of talk, a lot of sound bites, plenty of photo ops, uh, but, but everyone is just kind of just glued to their seats waiting to hear some concrete details on these pro-growth policies, you know, what they're going to look like, and, and then getting some sense of when they may potentially be enacted. So she's kind of stuck right now. It's a really very much a sort of show-me kind of market, a wait-and-see kind of market. Uh, and I think there's a lot of participants that are reticent to get uh, overly aggressive at this juncture, having seen the market make the move that it made uh, between November 8th and, and the end of the year or into the first week of 2017. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that's just the gist of things. We're just kind of stuck and waiting to see what, what we're going to get. And some of what we're getting is conflicting messages. For instance, we saw... Tesla CEO at the White House yesterday, and obviously manufacturing the United States jobs, 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 pro-Trump. But then you see Trump out there today saying, as well, he's telling the automakers, we're going to deregulate, we're going to cut down some of this silly environmentalism, and we're going to cut your taxes. And you're like, woohoo, you know, the big three, let's go back with General Motors and Ford instead of a Tesla. We're getting a lot right now to digest, um, at least I am. Well, I guess isn't that the nature of being a populist leader, right? You, you give everyone a little something, right, uh, based okay. on who you're meeting with at the time, right? And that's the source of frustration here is that you, you don't know ultimately what side <laughs> they may have, you know, come down on. But, you know, populism is, um, you know, is fraught with some... Uh, uncertainty as it relates to the market outlook because um, there's a lot of things that sound good in theory uh, but may not work out so well in practice. And um, and again, when you hear a lot of sort of, for lack of a better term, good things, you know, you check deregulation, lower taxes, more jobs, yeah, it, it sounds really good. Uh, but at what cost? You know, um, so and that's kind of what the market is trying to take stock of here is to figure out, you know, what will the ultimate cost of this growth be? Uh, what's the growth going to look like? And will will it actually live up to all of the expectations that are embedded into these uh, stock prices, which are, you know, trading at full valuations and, and then some in many instances? And so we need to see the, the earnings growth and the economic growth really corroborate those, you know, those valuations. So if we're going to break out here uh, and, and set another leg higher. So I start my day Monday through Friday, honestly, uh, taking a look at your um, page one. And one of the things we're I'm paying attention to right now is earnings season. So sometimes I'll cheat and, you know, jump down. And it looks like we're doing okay in earnings reports. Some t- somewhat of a mixed bag, but... People not falling off a cliff and not overly no. accelerating. It's kind of Goldilocksian. Yeah, you know, certainly not falling off a cliff. I mean, we're on track here to see that the second consecutive quarter of year-over-year earnings growth. Um, some earnings growth is obviously better than no earnings growth. Uh, I think as we you know, look at this fourth quarter reporting period so far, 
it has come in a little bit better than expected. Um, you know, according to fact set, it looks like the blended growth rate right now is about three and a half percent versus three percent at the end of the year. Um, that's up. That improvement's been driven in large part by the, the reports we heard out of the financial sector. Um, but we're not we're not getting a um, you know a real sort of like gangbuster period where everyone's you know knocking it out of the park and where you're hearing a lot of like uh, super guidance. I think you know what you're hearing in terms of the guidance is that along the lines of what we've been talking about today is that companies are you know management sounds somewhat hopeful, uh, but they're also uh, reluctant to uh, fully embrace that hope because like the rest of us, they're kind of just waiting to see you know, what's going to come out of Washington as it relates to tax policy uh, and deregulation, um, all of which I think is, is leading them to think good things because it does sound good um, and it can have some beneficial effects, but they just don't know how to model for it because they don't know, you know what the details of anything are. Um, so somewhat you know, that's why I termed it today is it's been an okay earnings reporting period uh, to this point, but nothing nothing too stellar. I mean, you usually see the earnings growth rate coming about two to three percentage points higher than what the estimate was going into the reporting period. Could ultimately get there. Um, we're only about, you know, not even 20% through uh, the S&P 500 reports. So we'll see in the end. But as of right now, it's a, it's a little bit of a more uh, tempered reporting period than uh, what probably many market participants were expecting based on the rising levels of consumer Consumer confidence and the earnings growth pickup we saw uh, in the fourth quarter. One of my favorite features of BotBriefing.com is the earnings results. Um, sometimes I fall a little bit behind, and I'm like, okay, who reports tomorrow? Because that is how I write my news for television and radio. Um, sometimes, not always, but earnings are kind of sexy, so uh, people should check out the calendars, uh, whether it's be the earnings results or. The conferences. Um, I think that's uh, always kind of interesting. What else are you working on, sir, that could give us a little bit of guidance into the crystal ball, the future of Wall Street and investing? Right. So, well, if I could add to real quickly, Rob, on that earnings calendar, it is a really great feature. Um, you also have the ability to filter there by, uh, you know, by your own that's portfolio true. or by the major, you know, indices for the companies that you're looking to report to, which is a really nifty feature. Um, now, with that said, you know, what I'm working on here is, is I'm just trying to. You know, uh, get into reading the tea leaves of what this market is is trying to tell us here. You know, are we going to be stuck here in this sideways trending rut? You know, for an extended period, maybe through the first quarter, um, or will the market see through some of this political uncertainty and just uh, latch on to what? We're seeing, uh, you know, show up as an improving economic environment, uh, match with some improving earnings growth to maybe push things up here. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, an excellent source of information, both domestic and international. There's calendars like the earnings calendars, which are invaluable. It shows you the estimates. Very cool features. I can't hit them all. you got to tinker with them. Check it out at Briefing.com. That's Briefing.com. It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. To win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational lunch event in Berkeley on February 9th. We'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. 
That's Thursday, February 9th, 11 a.m. lunch at the Berkeley Marina Doubletree. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RETIRE123. Hope to see you Thursday, February 9th. Once again, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Free for KDOW listeners using promo code RETIRE123. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I hope you appreciate the show that I try to put together for you. And the one thing I don't want to do is turn into a show where I'm quote unquote smarter than you. I don't want to be that person who is trying to win you with my smarts or my good looks or my. Um, you know, my expensive suit. Work hard. Stay up late. Get up early. Um, out-research people. That's always been one of my goals in life. Um, and and it's served me pretty well. I remember in college I did this thing, and it, it shows you the amount of dedication I had when I had a literature class. And let's say we were supposed to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, and it's a 10-week class or a 12-week class or a 15-week class, I would find out what books we're supposed to read a month before classes started, read the books. Then I would go to find critical essays that were written back then. So let's say Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was written in um, the 1800s, 1850s. I would do as much work as I could to find out what the teacher might ask. So I kind of got the cliff notes, but not cliff notes. There's actual critical essays. So like you can you know, take a look at the New York Times, for instance, um, from the day. And someone wrote, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is very interesting piece tied towards um, science versus religion versus, you know, if we create something or we're we responsible. And it's pretty cool to like try to be one step ahead of even the teacher. So that was always my goal. And so when I was falling asleep in the class, I kind of already had an edge. Um, you know, who was Mary Shelley? So that's the same thing I do with Wall Street and investing. You could have a CPA on your team, which CFP Chad Burton has a CPA. Uh, not a CPA, um, CFA, uh, CFA, CPA, CFP. <laughs> There's a lot of alphabet going on. But having someone who can analyze is, is terribly important. But also being able to do some you know, fundamental research um, to compare your ideas to other people's critical ideas, I think, helps enormously. So that's what I try to bring to the show. Um, years and years of experience, um, years of greed, that gave way to years of fear in the public, that gave way to years of greed again. Um, I think one of the things I hate seeing most is are pe- when people send me emails saying, you know, um, love your show, what's the best mutual fund for me to buy? Love your show, what's the best stock for me to buy? And it, it's, it's all about balance and diversity first and foremost. And then if you want to have fun, 
That's a better question. Say, I've got a diversified portfolio. I'm ahead of schedule for retirement. I've got an emergency fund. I feel comfortable with my housing debt-to-income ratios. Then you could have some fun. But until then, take it pretty seriously. Today, Trump told U.S. automakers that he's going to cut taxes and regulations. Says environmentalism is out of control. I call that a winner if you invest in the automobile industries, if you invest in factory automation, if you invest in in metals. Uh, He wants factories built in the U.S. He is not kidding around about that. Um, And I think it's worthy of note, like, you're not going to be able to fight that. Now, how much of it gets done and doesn't, again, it's it's just like the fight with your spouse. Um, you know, there's her version, there's your version, then there's the cold hard truth somewhere in between. And that's what we're going to see a lot in the next four years. I'm hoping that he's a lot of bluster to kind of shake and rattle people. And then he settles down throughout the process. So he may tell the automakers, we're going to, you know, uh, you build factories and I'm going to make sure that the environmental regulations get softened on you. And then what he may find out is he can soften them a little bit, but not a lot. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Everything in moderation, even moderation. So U.S. existing home sales fell to a supply. U.S. home sales fell. Existing home sales fell. But supply hits a 17-year low. So home resales fell more than expected in December. Supply of homes on the market dropped to levels last seen in 1999. So home buyers have very limited choices. Uh, There's just not a lot of inventory. A strengthening economy, a tightening labor market, wages being driven up. Um, The housing market's hamstrung by a dearth of inventory. And, you know, what can change that? Higher interest rates could lower the value of your home, and you could say, I want to sell now. If you were to look your sugar booger in the face right now, and you bought six, ten years ago, you could probably say to your sugar booger, sugar booger, I feel that home prices have hit the highest they're going to go. If interest rates creep higher by 100 to 150 basis points over the next one to four years, now it may drop 10 15% in your home value. Then there's other things. A lot of people are predicting a recession coming sooner rather than later. There's things along those lines. You have to be able to be honest with yourself. Um, what else is out there today? A new FCC chief is very bullish for cable companies. So out goes a Democrat. In comes a Republican. Uh, the Republican who's already been sworn in as the new FCC chairman because he was actually sworn in as a deputy chairman under the previous administration, so he's already gone through hearings. He's anti-regulation. He's pro-free markets. He's particularly um, about net neutrality. So this is probably not great news for Netflix, but it's very good news for a company like Comcast. So the smartphone, this is surprising. I saw some studies on smartphones that 39% of people say they never use their in-vehicle systems um, they don't use satellite radio, they don't use AM radio, FM radio. They just plug their phone in their car and, and use that. So the console, that may give the automakers some room to come up with something fun. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up February 9th. I want to see you there. It's a daytime, lunchtime event. I don't do a lot of those. I want to do more of them, but I want to see the numbers spike on this. It's going to be in Berkeley at the marina. 
Um, you can sign up February 9th from 11 to 1 o'clock. It's free. We use the code RETIRE123. Sign up February 9th for lunch and investing talk at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.